Imagine there's a quick way to find blocks from this life or the past that keep you stuck and from living the life you want. What if you could release relationship blocks and patterns the same simple way? Well, you can. The method is called soul realignment. And that's what I'm talking about today with my guest in this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Marilyn Penny. Marilyn's own transformation has led her to serve others on their journey to living a more authentic life. As a spiritual life coach and guide, Marilyn works with the Akashic Records to bring clarity and understanding to the life areas where stuckness and repetition in the choice or consequence loop needs attention. Clearing blocks, breaking patterns, and creating new circumstances is her superpower. She's on a mission to help help as many souls as possible return to their own unique divine nature. What a beautiful thing. Welcome, Marilyn. Hi, Ronnie. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because Akashic Records are definitely one of my favorite things to talk about. I love past lives and I love going into the records. It's so much fun. So tell me a little bit about your method of using the Akashic Records because there's so many ways to do that. There are so many ways. And I've talked to lots of people who have done different things and, and have healings and and people do go into their own records and have been guided to do that. I, I like to have a guide and I think that we are here to serve each other and help each other with these things. So I think that's for some specific things. So I learned from Andrea Hess and she's very practical as am I. I was a business person for many years. I didn't start my spiritual journey till I was in my fifties. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but this is what I'm doing now. So life life coaching kind of was something that I wanted to do for a number of years. And so I took that training and then I, I needed something more. It just wasn't clicking. I just talking and and asking questions. I I wanted something more. So when I found this work in the Akashic Records, meaning that I could actually go in and uncover blocks and help people clear blocks in their relationship with themselves, with each other and in their space, I thought, oh, this is very cool. So I actually can channel past life stories. So I will uncover your negative karmic patterns. I'll channel the past life stories. And then I have present life stories too. So I'll be able to say, okay, you were 20 something years old or you were 15. What was happening at that time? Because here are some blocks that you're holding on to from that age. And it continues to blow me away how accurate and how pivotal and useful the information is. And actually one client in particular was hilarious because she said, I love your work because I don't have to ask any questions you're telling me. And I said, well, actually you're telling me and I am telling you back because your soul is giving me the information. And then I am relaying it to you in a way that you can understand. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's different than looking at the details of your past life. Yes, because 
past life regression, you actually describing what you're wearing and who you're interacting with and that sort of thing. What I do is I take the blocks and I create a story around those blocks and I channel a story that could be very, very practical, very present day. You could be driving in a car, you could be six lifetimes ago. You see what I mean? So I make it very present day relatable so that you understand because the elements of that story have repeated for you in some way in this lifetime. And that's really cool too, because is to try and figure that out because it's not always obvious. Some people I'll read them a story and they go, oh my God, I've totally lived that story again. It's like, okay, so we need to remove the stuff, made that story repeat for you so that it doesn't happen again. And so you can make new choices because we all have choices. Uh, that's <laughs> funny that you said that since we were talking about that before we started recording. <laughs> very funny. Right. We all have choices. And let's <laughs> not forget that. Okay. That's really interesting. The way I work in the Akashic Records is I do go to see past lives. Sometimes people want what I call the past life travelogue, where they want to know where they've been and who they were and what they were doing or whatever. And that can be very fun and entertaining. But that's not a growth-oriented sort of session. That's just mm -hmm. past life travelogues. But normally, I'm working with people who want to understand something that's going on in their life. They're having an issue. They're stuck. Whatever it is. And then I go to see if there's something in the past that relates to that. What are the details around that or whatever? So there have been times when people have had situations in the past that are causing fear today or keeping them stuck in a particular place. That is how I do it. But, you know, we all do it differently. So one of the things that I think is interesting that you were saying is that you channel about their past lives. Now, does Andrea Hess teach the channeling or is that something you unique you're bringing to the process? Well, what she teaches is that you, you take the block and then you create the story. So you use your pendulum and you, you know, you use your imagination, you use your intellect, you use, you know, whatever tools you have. And for me, it just got better and easier the more I did it. And then the channeling started happening where I could literally just write the story. The pendulum I still use for in terms of accuracy and just, you know, am I on the right path? Or if I need some specifics, like I'll find out sometimes how many children you had, were they boys and girls? Because sometimes that's relevant and important. Or what age were you when this happened? Because that may relate to something yeah. in a present life. And it's interesting how... Certain people just need certain information. Some people are very analytical and they want those numbers and some people are not. And some people do ask me, well, where was I and what country was I in? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I have yeah. had people ask me, you know, Egypt keeps coming up for me. Have I been there in past lives? And, you know, I will ask things, random questions like that just to see what I get. And actually my daughter, because she lives in South Korea and she has picked up the language so easily i was sure that she had had past lives there so wow. i just kind of asked the question you know has she had past lives there and how many and just out of curiosity and and that was very cool to find out so that yeah because sometimes cool. you'll get off a plane somewhere and you'll think i know this place been there before in your lifetime and you're like oh and that's kind of a trigger like oh I've probably been here in a past life yeah. isn't that cool that i, just, I definitely <laughs> felt that when i went to italy I went in after my junior year of college and I did not want to leave. During the week we were in Tuscany in Cortona and then every weekend we, they would take us on a tour. It was unbelievable. And there were just so many things. It was just so beautiful. I did not want to leave. I didn't know anything about 
my past lives or anything back then. But since then, I've discovered I definitely was around during the Renaissance somewhere in Italy, probably more middle to southern. And I was very wealthy and we were into magic. We had we were doing high magic with couples. And it kind of reminded me of that movie Eyes Wide Shut or something where they were doing some kind of magic. And that was such a bizarro movie. It really was. This was when I had one regression. I've seen lots of past lives without any regression, but I thought, let me just try regression once. So we're all in circle doing this magic in secret inside a building. So we're inside and somehow, I don't know, they, I call them the Garda. I don't know where that comes from, but Garda is something like the guards. And they came in with their balloon pants. You know what I mean? How they, like in Italy, you can still see they'll do events where they still dress up in that very classic Renaissance stuff with bright colors. And they they have those pantaloon pants and they wear tights and stuff. Yeah. And they have the helmets on and they have flags. So anyway, the guard came in and they had these long poles with knives at the end and they chopped everyone's head off. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yours or did you survive? <laughs> oh no, I was most definitely dead. <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> yeah. But that's another story that has nothing to do with you, but that's one of my oh. favorite past lives. But that's like I couldn't I didn't want to leave Italy. I was very happy yes. in that life. I had, you know, until the end. But you know, yeah. it's over fast at least. It's not like I was tortured. So oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> But, you know, and maybe you're meant to go back there. Maybe you're meant to live there someday, you know, like it's, I find it fascinating. My daughter, she got off the plane the second time she went there and she said, I'm home. I am home. This is my home. And yeah, I'm like, oh my God, does it have to be so far? Yeah, I know. That's really far <laughs> away. But, but, you know, she's happy. Well, that's important. Yeah, exactly. Thinking about the work that you do, have you noticed any pattern? Yes, most definitely. Okay, what Most kind of I remember doing just one that comes to mind is that women had four children <laughs> and every age of the births came up as there were blocks in there. And it was just around, you know, obviously the, the joy around the birth, it wasn't that, it was just what was going on in her life at that time. It triggered some things. So that's definitely something that I see is when I have present life stories, it's always yeah. very pivotal, like the beginning of a relationship, the end of a relationship, having children. It's always something really significant that is happy or sad or difficult or whatever it is. There are some things in there that you hold on to that are you need to let go of. Like, I think people don't realize what they hold on to that they think consciously they have overcome but there's still stuff stuck in their energy. So that's very prevalent. I find constraints come up a lot, like people giving away their power. And I think even, you know, in this lifetime, a lot of people say, you know, to parents, to teachers, we allow people to constrain us in a way or tell us we have to be a certain way or make, make decisions. Yeah. On our behalf without and kids are intelligent kids at a young age you can interact with them and and give them some of their power and actually I've worked with some parents with children who are struggling who have spiritual magic they can see things and they are struggling with that so I'm able to say okay here's some things I found 
here's a little bit of homework you can read together. I get the feedback. My child feels in control of what they can do to move them forward and to release something. So wow, that's, I think that's really cool. I would agree. That's very cool. And, you know, that's not an area I have touched on much because I don't have children, but so many people are talking about kids who are coming in now that have so many skills. They talk to the ghosts that are walking through their house or see spirits or, you know, ETs or all kinds of stuff. And how do you deal with that when your child is so spiritually gifted? It'd probably be like any gifted child, whether they were advanced in math or playing the violin or whatever it is, this is just another area where children are coming in and being really advanced and it would be a lot to handle as a parent because you're like well do i tell them they're making it up because so many stories you hear all the time about people of our age who everybody told them you're making it up stop with the stories it's all in your imagination and it really wasn't you know yeah Yeah. i mean luckily now there's there's in our generation and subsequent ones there are a lot of parents who are sort of passing along the their gifts or yeah. they're at least aware yeah. enough so then when they see a child and I'm so happy when I talk to parents who say you know my my kids are are talking to spirits in the house and they're not freaked out about it or they're not signing them into mental institutions like we used to do in the old days right yeah. like and I'm like no that does not surprise me and that is a very amazing thing to nurture in your child but we need to control it we need to nurture it but not be scared of it so that we'll he'll be able to turn it off and on but anyway i see a lot of people with conditionality that's just all over the place you know we need a little bit about what that means so if you have a like a negative thought form say from even teenagers or you've been in a relationship and you've it's triggered a feeling of conditionality that you have to be a certain way to be loved and accepted So you literally forget who you are. I get soul memory loss that comes up a lot that people have just decided to be someone else because that's more acceptable to the people they're in relationship with or their parents or whoever it is. So it takes them a long time. And that's part of this work is to try and it's called soul realignment because you're trying to bring yourself back to who you are at soul level. Like when you were created and you were perfect and you're loved and you're still that at soul level, but you've made all these choices and suffered some negative consequences. And we're trying to clear some of that stuff out so that you can know who you are again. So conditionality would be something like, I had a friend who said he was married to a woman who was an architect and she wanted to quit. And he was like, I married an architect. So you can't change that now i mean he i guess he was very attached to this he found status in her being an architect he didn't want her to let that go he didn't want to let it go so that's condition that's an example of conditionality sure and also a classic one or you know boys don't cry my house my house was very patriarchal my dad was very strong had three brothers and my sons will not do housework. My sons do not wash dishes. My sons do not do that stuff. That's what he said. Not about your actual sons, your children, but. So when my brothers got married, that would became a problem because they (laughs) were conditioned that that's how they are to operate. And their wives were like, nah, (laughs) that's not going, that's not going down, which, you know, and my brothers, as it turns out, were very capable at doing all of those things. 
<laughs> were, oh. you know, quite comfortable in it. And, and it was part of their makeup. Like we just, we sort of just get into a box of somebody telling us who we should be. And I think I lived with lots of different masks when I was married. And I just, I kept falling into depression because I wasn't, and I didn't know why. I'm like, I'm, I'm perfectly capable. Why do I keep having this clinical depression? Why do I keep going through this? And then I finally realized that I wasn't my authentic self at all. Like I wasn't being who I was meant to be. So, and I like working with younger people, like, right on your purpose. Like what are, what am I doing? Why am I going to school? And a lot of kids going through the whole pandemic thing are like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah. So I like to help them. Is that what caused you to have your awakening in your fifties was you had been going through depression or what facilitated your moving into a spiritual mindset? I think that finally leaving the marriage and being on my own and learning that I can be independent because I had never lived alone ever. So that's sort of one of my, you know, everybody says, what would you tell your younger self? You know, and I'd say, I would say, go away to school. <laughs> if you're going to go to university, get the hell out of your home, <laughs> go live on your own or go yeah. live with some friends, like have that experience because I did not. And I went right from my parents' home, lived with my brother and then with my husband. And that was 50 years of my life living with other people, kind of living by their rules, doing what they want. My husband was nine years older than me. So I kind of just naturally moved into, oh, you know how to do things. I don't know how to do it. I did everything he wanted. So I immediately, when I lived on my own, I did, I folded my towels the way I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just messed dishes up and I did, you know, I did all kinds of stuff that I just, oh my God, I can just do whatever whatever I want. And then that led to me being reintroduced to people like Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and Abraham and all those people that people had said, you need to read this book. You need to. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything. I can't do it. I can't read. I can't concentrate. And then it started to happen. Then it was like, okay, there's more then. And I kind of stepped away from the church too, because I'd been cradle Catholic. I'd been going to church and it just didn't have anything for me anymore. When I was going through depression, it wasn't helping me. So I just said, there's got to be more. And I was so thrilled to find that there was more because when I lost my mom and then my dad and I was like, wow, it's okay. I'm okay with this because I think, I think I would have crumbled if I hadn't had that spiritual started that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That certainly helped me when I lost my parents one after the other that like, I wasn't worried about where they were going at all for me in my belief system. I mean, who really knows, but in my belief system, they were totally going to be fine. And I know so many people worry about that. Well, how are they and where are they and what are they doing? I missed them and I was sad that they were gone. And I didn't want my mother to suffer and that kind of thing, but I wasn't at all worried about where she was going next. And so that's cool. So Marilyn, let's talk about love and relationships now for a minute, because there's certainly a lot of karma and lessons around that. And <laughs> Having been yes. a, you know, a love and dating coach for 20 years, that's still a close thing to my heart. So what have you mm -hmm. discovered about doing this Akashic work with clients related to love and relationships? Yeah, great. So what I found that as we have negative karmic patterns, so we repeat things in our lives, we tend to, in the relationship area, repeat relationships. So we will 
you know, we leave a relationship and then we meet a different person and then the same things will come up, the same issues over and over again. And people are stuck. They don't know why and they keep spinning around. So I can actually go into and read for them from a relationship perspective and say, okay, here's what's happening. And then we can go into some past relationships for them and say, oh, okay, now I understand that I was being conditional here, or I was being constrained. And you have a type. It's like you meet someone and you say, oh, I feel like I've known you forever. And it's like, yeah, well, you have because you've dated me 10 times. Like you, you just keep meeting the same people over and over again and having the same experience. So you really need to cut that pattern and redirect. And a big point for me too, because I was married for 25 years. So there was no online dating then. So when I left my marriage in 2015, you know, at first uh, I didn't want to date at all, like not at all. <laughs> I just wanted to be by myself for a while, which I, yeah. I do recommend too, because I think a lot of people go from relationship to relationship because they don't really want to look at the issues. They want to just keep trying again, trying again. So I think a break is good. Yeah, I really agree. It's essential to get to know yourself again, because then when you enter another relationship, you'll know who you are more. You're a different person all those years later. And so you have to remember who you were from before you were in a relationship and then recognize who you are now, having had so much more life experience, so that when you enter in a relationship, you're not just going for whatever. You're going to know this works for me, this doesn't work for me, I don't want to do that again. When you get to know yourself, then you can have better boundaries too. So yeah, yeah. And you stop like for me, I'm like, I'm literally like the queen of compromise. I'm literally like giving up stuff all the time. Oh, you don't, oh, you like that? Okay, I'll, you know, I'll do it that way. Oh, you know, and now I'm like, no, this is how, <laughs> this is how I like to do this. You can do it any way you want, but this is how I like. And I think that makes for a richer relationship. If you have some, you gotta have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of negotiation, a little bit of, I like it this way, you like it that way, let's figure out a new way or let's, yeah. I think it's really important. So for me, I, I was in my fifties and I thought, oh, you know, a lot of people who are married for many years, like I was just, they literally just say, well, the marriage, whatever, I'll just go and have fun with my friends. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a partner that I could do things with and have fun with and be best friends with. I wanted that. I have friends and things to do things with. But I wanted a partner that I go through all that reflection and learning about myself. Little did I know the man that I was to meet was also doing a lot of work on himself, seeing a therapist, had been through the relationships and all that. So we connected and it's been three years. Next Wednesday, it'll be three years. And, oh. and we've just had this really wonderful and he just loves to do everything I love to do. We're both fun and crazy yeah. and 61. I'm almost 60. Like we're like, woohoo, our 60s are going to be awesome. So it's not too late. And I know you subscribe to that huge. It's just not too late to find right. love. Absolutely. That's that right. was the name of my business, never too late. So <laughs> absolutely. Now, because you do this work, do you feel that people who came to you had similar blocks or issues that you had? Or like, what did you notice with working with people? Yes, definitely. I think that makes me more relatable because I can absolutely say, yeah, been, yep, been there. Yep. Done that. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
yeah, that, that makes sense to me. And people that even their relationship, they say the relationship is good, but they'll still come and say, I'd like to make it better. Like, you know, and that whole thing, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That comes up a lot when I do relationship readings. It's like, why do people wait? until things are at the breaking point before they go to therapy. Not that maybe you want to do that, but you want to enhance your relationship. You want to work. It does take work. Like it's not just going to happen, And but you don't want it to be a struggle. Right. It's, you know, you want to work on it, but if it becomes a struggle and you're like people that are going to therapy when they're just dating, I'm like, okay, that's a bit of a flag for me. Like yeah. when you yeah. can't make it through my boyfriend now, he dated someone for six months and she wanted them to go to therapy together. Six months. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, then that to me, that's a, if we're struggling already, maybe we're not the right people. It's for not them. a good match. And it's not, you know, right. that's a sign of it. Not, you can't fix everything. And I could not agree with you more. And you want to look at what's going to make you happy. And if you're always having to work on the relationship, you're not going to be happy. Right. And also I mean, don't look for someone to make you happy or complete you oh, or yeah. that, that other BS. It's not true. It's you make yourself happy. And it's interesting because early on in our relationship, if something kind of ticked me off or something, he would, he would even say to me, you know, you're responsible for your own happiness. I'm like, dang, he's throwing my stuff back at me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that, that he's up leveling you, right? Challenging yeah. you to up level. Well, that's really the reason I picked my husband because I was dating another guy at the same time for a six week period. And I knew the other guy was, our chemistry with people brings out different aspects of our personality. So mm -hmm. the other guy I knew I could be bitchy with. I knew it was gonna happen. I had had a boyfriend in high school who was, he would annoy me and I would be bitchy and whatever. And he liked it cause his mother was bitchy. So I didn't wanna do that to this new guy. And then I, when I was looking at my husband, I was like, yeah, I'll never get away with being bitchy with him, but I know I'm gonna have to up level. I'm gonna have to work at lifting myself up. Not that he's more advanced than me, but to handle whatever goes on, I'm going to have to bring myself to the next be a level. better version of yourself. Right. And so right. that's why I chose him because I felt like that would be a better path for me to challenge myself. <laughs> what was I thinking? It has been good. It has been good. So, but I think that really important to recognize when things are hard right from the get-go that's not a good match because if it's always hard it's not fun and there should be some fun you got to have some fun you got to have some ease everything's not easy it's in the middle i have people that come to me and say well maybe i need to learn something and you know and the relationship is just awful and i'm like okay maybe you've learned it can we move on now like you you're miserable and you're miserable because of someone so how does that feel we deserve better <laughs> and like i've said we you are love and when you recognize that you are love already then you will attract love and if you are independent you will attract someone equally independent you attract who you are so do you want to be a needy you know upset triggered person then you're gonna attract that too right so you know and things come up like healing contracts like you're attracting someone you want to fix like I I uncover all kinds of cool stuff that I can talk to someone about and say here's what your tendencies are in relationships so let's release some of that stuff so that you can make a new choice 
And I've actually had some people come back and say, I get it. I get it. And they'd have been triggered by exes and now they're not triggered by them anymore. Like just different, really neat things have been coming out of this. So I, yeah, I, I love it. Cause I'm, I'm happily in a relationship, but I'm also very happy on my own. So I just want to, I want people to experience that. That's cool. Let's just do a quick list of what kind of things people come to you for. What kind of things are addressable with your soul realignment method? So pretty much any life area. So when I do a soul realignment, say for someone, I I would ask for an intention. So I always just say, okay, what life area are you ready to make some changes in? Because the work that I do is just the start. It's just the start of the transformational process. So you clear some blocks, but now you have to make new choices. So if you have issues with your health, What new choices are you going to make now that we have cleared some things that we found in your records or your career or your finances or your relationships, or even I've cleared houses because people like are like, I have heavy energy. I'm not happy in my space, you know, and they think they need to move. (laughs) I've had people say, I need to get out of here. I don't like my house. It's like, wait a second. Let's see if maybe there's just some stuck energy in there. Maybe you lived with someone in there that was had some bad juju and it's still there. Like, let's hear <laughs> that, right? Because that's the part of the relationship piece. If you shared a space with that person, then there's probably some stuff in there that you want to get rid of. So people come to me with issues that they have with their children, or I have done relationship readings with people and their parent to try to alleviate some of that angst because it, it you know, it carries on. And even I did one for a, a woman and, and her mother who is already in spirit. And that was really nice to clear something. So that's just something, so many cool things. I That's why it's hard to kind of narrow it down. So I have been focusing a little bit more on relationships just because I love it. It's relatable to me and it makes sense. And, and I think just working even with women in my age group, particularly because if they have children and they've gone off to school or work or they're on their own independent and their marriage is just kind of been there but not super great and they you know need to repurpose don't give up don't you can start again and do something new maybe go back to what you did in school like I've talked to people who said I said you're an artist and they said oh yeah I studied that and but then I had children or then I did this and then I I kind of forgot about it. it's like well, well maybe take a course or maybe you know, and it just lights, it just brightens them up to say, oh, okay, there are some things. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I love that. I think that's, that's really cool because we're, we're living longer now. So yeah, we're not closing it up at 70 anymore, people. So we got to take care of our bodies and enjoy every freaking minute. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy every freaking minute. All right. Now that's a quote, Marilyn. Thank you. <laughs> that's a good one. That's great advice, no matter what. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. What a fabulous conversation. Is there anything you have to share with the listeners, a freebie that you can offer them? I have a guide for finding love again and just working towards creating a healthy relationship for yourself. So that's at lifeguide.coaching.ca slash relationships. And that will give you a downloadable guide and walk you through some journaling prompts and talk about what your relationship triggers are and how you can set yourself up for a healthy relationship. Okay, very good. All right. Well, thanks again for being here today. It was a lot of fun. It was great. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Ronnie. 
I've got a gift for you that could change your life if you have a big decision hanging over your head. Are you struggling with your choices and sick of it? I've been in your shoes feeling miserable not knowing the right way to go. That's why I asked the universe for a sign. What a relief! I got an answer in a couple of hours. Discover the super simple method in a 30-minute program I created so you can learn how to use this no-fail process that works every time. Visit intuitiveedge.biz sign to get free access and make that decision quickly and easily. It's my gift to you. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Love and magic.